0: So back when I was a baby priest, my first assignment was as an associate priest in Owatonna, Minnesota. Uh, When I arrived, I asked the people to call me Father Vogel. So in the first couple of months of my time there, I met one of the parishioners at the tennis center in town. The parishioner asked, so you asked us to call you Father Vogel at the parish, but what do you want us to call you here? I responded, How about Father Vogel? (laughs) And then I proceeded to explain to her that the reason why, uh, one of the reasons I ask people to be so formal is, I figure if we start up here, the moment I open my mouth, it's going to go down. So we might as well start high. So in the first reading, the author writes that one's faults appear when one speaks. Now we've all been there. In a group talking and someone starts saying stuff and thinking, oh my gosh, this person needs to stop talking, they're just taking a hole for themselves. But maybe you are that person. Sometimes it would have been better if we had not said it, if we had said nothing at all. Sirach goes on to say that just as the fruit of a tree shows how well it has been taken care of, so does one's speech reveal the thoughts one has in their mind. In fact, Syriac says to praise no one until he speaks, until one's thoughts in his mind are revealed in his speech. Until then, we do not know what he is really thinking. If speech reveals about the thoughts of the mind, then we need to be discerning about what we put into our minds. What are we consuming? What media are we listening to? What media are we watching? What are we putting into our minds? If we are putting bad things into our mind, how do we expect good things to come out? If we don't take care of the tree, then we can expect bad fruit. If we don't take care to fill our souls with the things of God, how do we expect good fruit to come out in our thoughts and actions? When we fill our minds with the things of God, then we clothe ourselves with the clothes of incorruptibility that St. Paul talks about in the second reading. When our corruptible fallen souls clothe themselves in the incorruptible clothes of Christ, when the mortals clothe themselves, when when the mortals clothe themselves with immortality offered to us by Christ, then death has no victory. I think I've mentioned this before, but an analogy that was preached to me back when I was in college was the idea of a ceasefire victory at the end of a war. At the end of a war, sometimes they'll decry- declare a ceasefire but not right away so maybe for instance the ceasefire is set for 9 a.m. tomorrow but since it is only 9 p.m. the night before you still need to keep your head down you need to still keep fighting and try not to get shot it is like this in this time of salvation history Christ has won the war Christ has declared victory over Satan However, the ceasefire has not yet taken place. The battle for our souls still rages on. Thanks to Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension, death has been swallowed up in the victory of Christ. Death has lost its sting. If we choose God, if we choose victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, we can now spend eternity with God in heaven. Therefore, St. Paul calls us to be firm, steadfast, Always fully devoted to the work of the Lord. Now, sometimes it can feel like our efforts for the kingdom of God are wasted, but we know this is not true. Our work for the kingdom of God is never in vain. Jesus, too, in the gospel speaks about heart and speech. Jesus says the mouth speaks from the fullness of the heart. Jesus says the good person produces good out of the store of goodness in his heart. The evil person produces evil out of the store of evil in his heart. Just as a rotten tree cannot bear good fruit, neither can an evil person produce good fruit. In order to produce truly good fruit, we have to not only appear good, but we must be good. There are a lot of people in the world that are naturally good, but we need to be supernaturally good. We need the grace of Jesus Christ in our souls. One good, great way to fill our souls with the grace of Christ is to read scripture. Even if just for a couple of minutes, one can read a few verses and then reflect on them. There are even uh, free Bible apps. Uh, then you can have the Bible with you at all times. Uh, if you can, make sure that the app has the Catholic uh, Bible, meaning the, extra, uh, the books that were originally in the Bible. Um, So, the Protestants took out a few books, but that's another subject for another time. We believe that the Bible is the Word of God, so it can never be exhausted no no matter how many times you read it. Sometimes people say to me, Father, I just can't hear God speaking to me in prayer. I ask them, have you been reading scripture? Have you been reading the Bible? The Bible is literally the Word of God, God speaking to us. Start there if you want to hear God speaking to you. However, just a word of maybe small caution, make sure that what you're hearing is in line with the Catholic Church uh, whose teachings are inspired and guarded by the Holy Spirit. So if you're reading the Bible and feel like God is telling you to kill an innocent person, then that's obviously wrong. If you've been reading the Bible and feel like God is saying to you that it's okay to encourage someone to get an abortion or even not just to stand up for the baby's life, then obviously something is wrong with the message you are receiving in prayer. If we go through life never praying, never learning about God and the truth of His teachings, and instead soak up the teachings of the culture, then we are the blind following the blind. Allow God to remove the wooden beam in your own eye. Then you can remove the splinter from your brother's eye. God does not want us to be blind. He does not desire us to be in darkness. We live in the information age. Humanity has never possessed so much information. However, I sometimes wonder that despite the fact that we have so much information and knowledge we might actually be less wise than past ages. Wisdom and knowledge are not the same thing. One can be very knowledgeable and yet lack wisdom. One can be full of wisdom and not be very knowledgeable. It is good to seek knowledge, but we have to make sure it is not at the detriment of learning the wisdom of God. It is only in the wisdom of God that we will truly be able to remove the being from our own eye. And then be able to remove the splinter from our brother's eye the lord does not desire us to be blind and to walk in darkness he desires our minds and souls to be filled with his truth goodness and beauty when this is true we will bear good fruit and when we speak we will speak the supernatural wisdom of god as we begin lent later this week as we begin this time foreshadowed by the israelites 40 years in the desert jesus is on 40 days in the desert make an extra effort to spend time in the desert to spend time with god away from the distractions of life ask the lord how you can slow down so that you can make extra time for a little extra prayer slow down so that you can fill your heart with the word of god slow down so that you can stop reacting to life slow down pray read scripture Reflect and listen to the voice of God, so that you can start living the purpose-driven life God wants to give you. Father, I don't have time to pray, to pray with scripture. I'm too busy. Well then, just set your alarm for 10 minutes earlier. We wonder why we feel so run down. And I think a lot of us actually don't need more sleep. What we need to do is to take time to process and understand the deep reactions our soul is having to the things that are happening in our lives. We need to process and understand these reactions in the light of God's infinite love for us. We were not created to be on the go 24-7-365. God gave us a Sabbath for a reason. In order to be healthy and happy, we need to slow down every once in a while and I would argue daily. We need to do this so that we can pray and process what is going on in our lives through the lens of God's love for us. Airplanes need to stop and sit in order to refuel before they soar in the sky. This lens starts the habit of stopping and spending time with God, filling up with that grace of God so that you can soar, soar all the way to heaven.